praise and honor unto Jesus Christ. Gloria honor al Señor Jesucristo. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed, right? Cristo ha resucitado de verdad. Let's say that one more time. I'll say Christ is risen and you say he's risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Cristo ha resucitado, ha resucitado de verdad. You may have a seat. I want to welcome all of you here to Easter morning at Sunrise Community Church. My name is Russ Siders, and it is a privilege to be a part of this community, to serve here uh, now 25 years as a part of this family, and uh, I love it. And I'm so grateful to see many of you I know, and some of you I don't, and I hope I'll get a chance to meet you greet you afterwards to get to know you a little bit better. Quiero saludar a todos, en especial a los que no conozco, que están aquí a lo mejor por primera vez. We are grateful for all of you here today. And if you're a guest here today, uh, and we can serve you in some way, we would like to know that. Si están aquí de invitados y podemos servirles, queremos saber eso. And so one of the ways you can tell us, hey, I'm, I'm just interested in being in touch with you or knowing more about uh, sunrise or about what we believe and who we are. We have a little card that's in the back there. You'll see uh, Greg holding it up at the back, and I have one here too. It's just a little contact card. Tenemos una pequeña tarjeta de contacto. Fill it out. You can leave it with somebody in the back. You can bring it to me, and uh, we would just love to follow up with you to know how we can serve and get to know one another. Uh, esperamos así seguir con ustedes si llenan el, la tarjeta de contacto. The other thing is that we don't, we're not just a, a Sunday meeting. This is not a meeting. This is a community. And we interact through the week. Durante la semana tenemos pues, interacción, relación. And every Wednesday night at 6 p.m., we have an incredible time. Uh, we call it sometimes family night or Wednesday night activities, whatever you want to call it. What it is is the community comes together. And we have a Shine Ministry for elementary students. We have our Transformed Junior High Youth Group. Uh, tenemos ministerios para niños en la primaria y también en la secundaria de grados 6 a 8. And we also have men's and women's groups that gather around. Tenemos un grupo en español también que se congrega. And we are together around the Word of God and during the week, we're pushing each other to continue on, keep on going, keep on living out and walking the faith. Estamos animándonos unos a otros. So 6 p.m. Wednesday, again, that's another opportunity to connect we want you to know about. We are blessed. As I look around here, I see some very beautiful, well-dressed children, and we are grateful for each and every one of you. Estamos agradecidos por los niños. We want to send them off to our children in worship time. That's for children three years old up to fifth grade. And they can go through those doors towards the back. Parents, if you're here for the first time and you're curious where they're going, go ahead and follow them. You'll know where to pick them up. Los niños pueden ir a tiempo de niños en adoración. And we're grateful for those that serve and who help with that ministry. Estamos agradecidos con los que ayudan. The rest of us are going to be looking into God's Word now. And on this Easter Sunday... I am excited because not only is this a special day in celebrating our Lord's resurrection, but we are culminating here. We're coming to the, the, the pinnacle and the end of an adventure in the very last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Estamos llegando a la cumbre de un estudio de Apocalipsis en la Biblia. And we started this, believe it or not, on New Year's Day. Since New Year's Day, we've been in the book of Revelation. Desde primero de enero hemos estado en este libro. And today we're wrapping it all up. And what a fitting day to do that. And so we're going to be focusing on 
chapter 22 of the book of Revelation. It's basically the last page of the Bible, Apocalipsis 22. And what I'd like to do for us is to read some selected verses, and we'll go through this together. Voy a leer unos versículos seleccionados. I'll be reading back and forth in English and in Spanish. Voy a leer en inglés y español. So to begin with, let's look at Revelation chapter 22, verse 7. Apocalipsis 22, 7. The risen Lord Jesus is speaking here. This, these are words from beyond Easter morning. El Señor Jesús resucitado nos habla. This is what he says. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. Miren que vengo pronto. Dichoso el que cumple las palabras del mensaje profético de este libro. And then we're going to go down to verses 12 through 17. Después 12 al 17. Jesus, again, speaks. He says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Miren que vengo pronto, traigo conmigo mi recompensa y le pagaré a cada uno según lo que haya hecho. Yo soy el Alpha y la Omega, el primero y el último, el principio y el fin. Verse 14, blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Dichosos los que lavan sus ropas para tener derecho al árbol de la vida y para poder entrar por las puertas de la ciudad. Pero afuera se quedarán los perros, los que practican las artes mágicas, los que cometen inmoralidades sexuales, los asesinos, los idólatras, y todos los que aman y practican la verdad. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes Take the free gift of the water of life. Yo, Jesús, he enviado a mi ángel para darles a ustedes testimonio de estas cosas que conciernan a las iglesias. Yo soy la raíz y la descendencia de David, la brillante estrella de la mañana. El espíritu y la novia dicen ven. Y el que escuche, diga ven. El que tenga sed, venga. Y el que quiera, tome gratuitamente del agua de la vida. And then finally, verses 20 and 21, 20 y 21, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. El que da testimonio de estas cosas dice, sí, vengo pronto. Amen. Ven, Señor Jesús. Que la gracia del Señor Jesús está con todos. Amen. Amen. You know, there are certain days in our lives that we look back on and we can remember those days with amazing clarity. Aquellos días que recordamos con mucha claridad. What am I talking about? I'm talking about special days in our lives. You know, significant days. Powerful days, días de mucho significado, días especiales. I'm talking about, you know, big days, good days, días grandes y buenos. 
I, I think you know what I'm saying. I'm not just talking about semi-good days like the first day of vacation or something like that. I mean, that's pretty good, but I'm not talking about that. No me refiero a los primeros días de la vacación. I'm talking about bigger than that. You know, like the day you finally graduate from school. La graduación, that's a big day. The day you get married. El día de la boda. The day your children get married, or the day you have a child, the day your children are born, and the día en que nacen sus hijos, those are, those are days that are just, they stand out, head and shoulders above the rest, right? I can remember very clearly, for example, uh, the day my first child, my first son, Jason, was born. Recuerdo cuando nació mi hijo, Jason. Actually, I remember not only the day, because it, he was born at night. Él nació en la noche, and the next day, I woke up, me desperté el próximo día, and I had this, I don't know how to describe it, I had this feeling of just joy, of peace, flooding my heart. Tenía tanto gozo en mi corazón, and I could remember that day very clearly. I had gotten home late at night, I got up, I had this leisurely breakfast, desayuné, and then I went down to the corner store, which I never do, and I bought a newspaper. Yeah, back then we had to go get newspapers. Uh, me, me compré un periódico, and I can remember so clearly driving to the hospital to spend the entire day with my wife and my brand new son. Estaba en camino al hospital para estar todo el día con mi hijo, and, and I had just this, this feeling of freedom of like, my life is now complete. You know, this feeling of fulfillment and well-being. Tenía este sentir de, de bienestar, de, de estar cumplido. Because not only was I going to spend the day with my new son, I knew there were many more good days coming. As I got to know this, this new person in my life, sabía que había muchos días más. And I can tell you, it was that way with my second son as well, although the first one was kind of in the way to make life busy. It was good. I remember that. Recuerdo cuando mi segundo hijo nació así también. And you know, that's going back a ways. That's almost 30 years now in the past. But I can go back and relive that moment. Puedo revivir aquel día, aunque fue hace 30 años. Now, you and I can all point to days like that. But as we think of that, no matter how marvelous or how wonderful those kinds of days can be, we all face two issues with that. There are two challenges. Hay dos uh, dificultades frente a estos días. First of all, those days are very rare, right? Son muy pocos esos días. Life is usually made up of ordinary days and boring days and hard days, and bad days. That's the vast majority of life. La vida son uh, días ordinarios, aburridos, difíciles en la vida. I mean, good days, I mean, spectacular days like that, you know, I can probably count them on one or two hands, right? Son días muy pocos, they're rare. But here's the other challenge. When those days come, they don't stay. They don't last. Aquellos días no duran. I mean, you're enjoying a leisurely breakfast in the morning, but then night comes and the day's over. The wedding day comes and it goes. It's gone. Se nos va el día. 
I mean, today's a special day, isn't it? Easter Sunday, we wake up. Maybe some of you, some of you had a wonderful breakfast or after worship, you're going to go and have an incredible brunch and you got this day in front of you. The sun is out. It's going to be a marvelous day. Hay un día de celebración hoy han desayunado a lo mejor, but I'm telling you, tonight's coming and guess what? Tomorrow's Monday. I hate to burst your bubble, but Monday's coming. Ugh, viene el lunes. But here's the thing. What would it be like to wake up to a day, a good day, and know that that day will never end? ¿Cómo sería levantarse un día que nunca termina? Think about that with me. What would it be like to wake up on the very best day of your life and know that you not only have the rest of the day, you not only have many more days in front of you, you have all eternity in front of you, forever in front of you, to enjoy that best day in a day that never ends. What would that be like? ¿Cómo sería levantarse al mejor día de todos sabiendo que ese día no va a terminar? That's the kind of day that the Bible is describing for us here in Revelation chapter 22. Ese es el día de Apocalipsis 22. As we're coming to the end of Revelation, and not only the end of Revelation, but as we come to the last page of the entire Bible, we learn something spectacular. We learn that the end is really not the end, it's just the beginning. En la última página de la Biblia vemos que el fin no es el fin, es el puro comienzo de todo. Now last week, we us through chapter 21, and in chapter 21 of Revelation, uh, John, the inspired writer, is, is on this tour of the new Jerusalem. He's on this tour of God's new city, the city where heaven and earth perfectly come together in the centerpiece of God's new creation. Juan está de gira en la nueva de Jerusalén, el centro de la nueva creación de Dios. And, and here in the first five verses of chapter 22, John's taking this tour still, and the angel takes him downtown, takes him to downtown Jerusalem. El ángel lo lleva al centro de la nueva Jerusalén. What is the downtown area of the new Jerusalem look like? Well, I'm telling you, there's no skyscrapers there. No hay rascacielos. It's not a concrete jungle like our cities. No es una selva de concreto tampoco. No. There in downtown Jerusalem is this amazing, lush, beautiful garden. Un jardín. And this garden is like none other. There's a river coming through that garden, the river of life, eternal life. It flows from the throne of God, un río de vida, vida eterna, fluyendo del trono de Dios. And if you can imagine it, somehow it says that there is this massive tree that is straddling both sides of the river. Hay un árbol grande en ambos lados del río, and it's called the tree of life, and it gives fruit continually. Da frutos continuamente, and it says that its fruit is so powerful, it's for the healing of the nations. Su fruto es para, para sanar a las naciones. It's a beautiful scene. 
And again, as we've seen throughout our study of Revelation, John is pointing us backwards. The images here, the scenery here, reminds us of something we find in Ezekiel chapter 47 of the Bible. No recuerda Ezekiel capítulo 47. If you go there, you'll read about this vision that the prophet Ezekiel had of a river coming out of the temple of God. Ezekiel ve un río que sale del templo de Dios. And as this river goes out, this is weird. The, the farther out it goes, it gets deeper, it gets wider, it gets bigger. And there are fruit trees lining the river. And they give fruit every single month. There's no off season. And, and it says everything the water touches, everything the river touches gives life. Todo que toca ría, río da vida. And that's really what we're seeing here. A very similar picture, only I'm sure better. And then in verse 3 at the very beginning, there's something here we need to pay attention to because it gives us a clue about what's going on. Versículo 3 nos da un indicio. It says simply that in this place, no longer will there be any curse. Ya no habrá maldición. What's that telling us? It's telling us that this garden is not your garden variety garden. This is the garden of Eden, the new and improved garden of Eden. Es el nuevo jardín de Eden. Now you say, how do you, what do you mean improved? God made the original garden of Eden perfect. Era perfecto el primer jardín de Eden. Well, here's the improvement. It will be impossible for the curse of sin and death to pollute this place. There will be no more curse. Ya no habrá maldición de pecado de la muerte. First of all, because we learned a couple chapters back, sin and death have been destroyed. They're gone. Ya no hay pecado y muerte. But second of all, because of something else that we read in verse 3, it says, the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. The Lamb refers to Jesus, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. Dice el trono de Dios y del Cordero estará en la ciudad. Sus siervos lo adorarán, lo verán cara a cara, y llevarán su nombre en la frente. It will be impossible for sin or for death to creep into this new garden of Eden because you see God will be completely present in that place in all of his glory people will see him face to face directly Dios estará presente en toda su gloria el pueblo lo va a ver and God's people will live forever in perfect harmony with God the Father Jesus the Son in the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit El pueblo de Dios vivirá en armonía con Dios Padre, Hijo y Espíritu Santo. And then in verse 5, it says this, There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Ya no habrá noche, no necesitarán luz de lámpara ni de sol, porque el Señor Dios los alumbrará y reinarán por los siglos de los siglos. Nighttime won't happen there. No habrá noche. Sunrise, sunset will be a thing of the past, because there will be no sun 
el sol, el sol no se levantará ni se pondrá, no habrá sol. God himself will be the light of the city and God's people will live there. Everything in this city is going to be in orbit around God in this new creation in an eternal day that never ends, if you can even begin to conceive it. Todo va a estar en órbita alrededor de la luz de Dios en un día eterno continuo. Then in verse 6, the angel says to John, these words are trustworthy and true. Mark it down. This is going to happen. This is real. This isn't pie in the sky. This is what's really going to happen. Estas palabras son dignas de confianza y son verdaderas, dice el ángel a Juan. And then in verse 7, which we read earlier, we learn something very, very important. Vemos algo importante en siete. We know it's important. Why? A couple reasons. One, Jesus says it. Jesus tells us this. Jesús nos lo dice. In Revelation, Jesus is called the faithful and true witness. He's the witness of this book. He's telling us the truth. And so when he says something, you can believe it. Jesús es el, el testigo fiel y veraz. And we also know that this is important because he says it three times. Lo dice tres veces. In verse 7, in verse 12, and in verse 20. En 7, 12 y 20. He says, look, I am coming soon. I'm coming soon. Yes, I'm coming soon. Yo vengo pronto. Miren que vengo pronto. Si vengo pronto. That's important. I'm coming soon. And he says, my My reward, my recompense, my payment is with me. Mi recompensa está conmigo. And I'm going to pay, I'm going to give to each one according to what they've done. Voy a dar a cada uno según lo que hayan hecho. Now, we need to be careful to understand what he's saying there. He's not talking just simply about uh, if you have enough good works. Because we understand from Scripture that's not how it works. It's not what you've done with good works. It's not what you've done with good behavior. It's not what you've done that way. It's what you've done with him. How have you responded to Jesus? I'm going to pay to each one according to what they've done with me. Because the bottom line of it all is what have you done with Jesus? Because Jesus is the bottom line. I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. I'm the first. I'm the last. I'm everything. What you do with me is what matters. Yo soy el alfa y la omega, el principio y el fin. Lo que hacen conmigo es lo que importa. How have you responded to me? How have you responded to my testimony? I'm telling you the truth. You either believe it or you don't. You either live according to it or you don't. Te digo la verdad y vives según ella o no. So there are really only two options. Hay dos opciones. And the first option is outlined in verse 14. Jesus says, blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Dichosos los que lavan su ropa para tener derecho al árbol de la vida para poder entrar por las puertas de la ciudad. What does that mean to wash your robes? Is there tide in heaven? It's a straight question, right? ¿Qué es lavar las ropas? Well, Bible scholars 
believe that this is referring to something back in Exodus chapter 19 of the Bible. If you know anything about the story, this is about a time when, when God appeared on Mount Sinai to the people of Israel after he had delivered them from slavery in Egypt. Se refiere a Éxodo 19 cuando Dios se encontró con el pueblo de Israel después de haberles librado de Egipto en Monte Sinai. So God comes down Mount Sinai to meet the people. And the setup here is that this is kind of like a wedding ceremony. Es como una ceremonia de boda. Now that's significant because at the end of Revelation, here in chapters 21 and 22, what are we seeing? We're seeing a wedding ceremony. It's the wedding of Jesus and the church, the wedding of, of, of God and his people. In Apocalipsis, vemos la boda de Jesús y su pueblo, Dios y la iglesia. And so in Exodus chapter 19, Verse 10 and 11, this is what we read. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. El Señor le dijo a Moisés, Ve y consagra el pueblo hoy y mañana. Diles que laven sus ropas y que se preparen para el tercer día, porque en ese mismo día yo descenderé sobre el monte Sinaí a la vista de todo el pueblo. So, if you read this, to have your clothes washed simply means to be ready to meet God. To be ready for God's coming. Lavarse la ropa es estar listos para la venida de Dios. Jesus says, I'm, going, I'm coming soon, blessed are those who have their clothes washed. We need to be clothed in clean clothes. That is talking about being dressed up, not with our own righteousness. We've already established in Revelation, uh, the Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags. Don't dress that. Don't wear that. We can't be dressed up in our own sin, our own pride, our own selfishness. Wrong clothes, that won't work. There's only one way to wear clean clothes. It is to be dressed up with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Estar vestido con la justicia de Jesús. That's the wedding garments that we talked about a few weeks ago. And we are dressed up in his righteousness because he's died on the cross. His blood and his body have been given so that we can be dressed with his righteousness. El murió en la cruz. So have your clothes washed and be ready. When? Exodus says on the third day. El tercer día. What happened on the third day? Jesus rose from the dead. Jesús resucitó de los muertos. It is not only in virtue of Jesus' death on the cross, but it is by his resurrection on the third day that we can be clothed and made fit to enter through the gates of God's celestial city and to take part in this eternal day that never, ever ends. Solo a la virtud de estar lavados en la muerte y resurrección de Jesús podemos estar vestidos para entrar en la ciudad santa de Dios. That's option number one. Option number two is in verse 15. Versículo 15, Jesús habla de la segunda opción. He says this, outside are the dogs 
those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Afuera se quedarán los perros, los que practican las artes mágicas, los que cometen inmoralidades sexuales, los asesinos, los idólatras, y todos los que aman y practican la verdad. So the Bible says that the greatest commandment is love God, love your neighbor. Amen a Dios y a su prójimo. Son los grandes mandamientos. What's the opposite of that? The opposite is to love and worship idols. Amar a los ídolos es lo opuesto. It's to practice not the worship of what is good and God, but to practice magic arts. Es la idolatría, las artes mágicas, lo opuesto de amar a Dios. And the opposite of loving your neighbor is what? Devouring your neighbor through murder, through sexual immorality, through loving and practicing falsehood, lies. Lo opuesto es devorar a tu prójimo en el asesinato y el adulterio y la mentira. Dress your life up this way. As Greg said, make this your identity. Make this your fashion statement that I'm loving and embracing everything that is not God and I am loving and practicing falsehood and I'm eating up people left and right. Make that who you are and you will be on the outside. Si haces esto, tu identidad vas a quedar fuera. You'll be howling like a dog in the lake of fire. Vas a estar gimiendo como perro en el fuego, en el lago de fuego. Why? Because you see, you become what you worship. And if you worship anything less than God, then you become less than human. And you will be destroyed. Si adoras a lo que es menos que Dios, vas a hacerte menos que humano. Again, some sobering thoughts here, but Jesus makes it clear. Three times, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. Get ready. Vengo pronto, vengo pronto, dice Jesús. But then, in verse 17, there's an invitation. And this is a key invitation. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes Take the free gift of the water of life. El Espíritu y la novia dice, ven, y el que escuche diga, ven. El que tenga sed, venga. Y el que quiera, tome gratuitamente del agua de la vida. Three times uh, there is this invitation, come, come, come. Jesus is coming soon, but you don't have to wait for him to come back to come to him. No tienes que esperar a que venga Jesús para venir a él. You can come today. You can come now. And take the free gift of the water of life. You can sip from that river of life that's at the center of the New Jerusalem today. Puedes venir y tomar gratuitamente del agua que es vida. How can we do that? How can we come today and experience this? Well, verse 16, Jesus simply says, I've sent my angel to give you this testimony. Angel here, I think, means not just, you know, person with white robes and a halo. Angel means messenger. I've sent my messenger to you to give you this testimony. I've sent John and yeah, all these angels with him to give you this book of Revelation to tell you the word that you need to know. Yo Jesús he enviado a mi ángel para darles este testimonio. And he says, I am, I am 
the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. Yo soy la raíz y la descendencia de David, la brillante estrella de la mañana. I'm the offspring of David. He's saying, I am the anointed, appointed Messiah King who has died to save you. Soy el ungido designado rey Mesías que ha muerto para salvarles. But I'm also the bright morning star. Yo soy también la estrella de la mañana. Now, you may be saying, what's a morning star? What's that all about? Es una estrella de mañana. Have you ever seen a sunrise? If you've ever watched a sunrise, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes if you look along the horizon at dawn, just before the sun comes up, you'll see a star in the sky. Van a ver una estrella en la, el, el horizonte cuando está por levantarse el sol. That's the morning star. What is that star showing us? Well, it's saying, well, it's still night. It's still night, but the day is coming. Dawn is about to happen. It's no, de noche, pero viene el amanecer. El amanecer viene. Jesus Christ is the bright morning star. By his resurrection from the dead on Easter morning, Jesus Christ is saying that God's new day is about to dawn. It's coming. It's behind him. It is on its way. And we can be a part of that by coming to Jesus Christ here and now. Y ahí está por venir el nuevo día de Dios. Y Jesús en su resurrección nos dice que podemos empezar a participar en esto. So the, the invitation to come to Jesus Christ is, is right here. It, it's right now for the taking. La invitación es aquí para, para cualquiera. And, and, and the morning star is Jesus' way of saying, get ready. What began at Easter morning is going to continue until we see the new Jerusalem. There, it's on its way. It's in process, and nothing can stop it. Nothing. Nada lo puede parar. And so Jesus' resurrection actually represents the dawn of God's new creation, and it's beckoning and saying, come. Come and, and participate. Start now. Get ready. Wash your clothes. You can enter into a day that never ends starting today. Puedes entrar un nuevo día hoy. And that day will not be cut short by death. You just pass into a different place and a different phase of the process. But you and I, that's the promise of the Christian faith, that we can enter into the day that never ends now. It's for the taking. Podemos entrar en el día que nunca termina ahora mismo. That's good news. Because Jesus is risen from the dead, what does that mean? He's alive. He's alive. So now you can enter, I can enter into an interactive, real-time, real relationship with a real risen Lord in a real reality that is coming. The reality of the new creation, the new heavens, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, the new day that never ends. Podemos entrar en esa realidad hoy. Now there's a tradition that we see on Easter Sunday of wearing new clothes, right? Llevamos nueva ropa el día 
Domingo de Resurrección. I see people in new clothes on today. Not everybody. That's cool. Come as you are to sunrise. It doesn't matter to us. But some of you have new clothes on today. Algunos tienen nueva ropa. Now, that might be a fashion statement for some. Para algunos es una afirmación de la última moda. But, you know what? It's actually a tradition that goes back that we, in wearing new clothes, are saying we're getting ready for the coming of the king. We're getting ready for the coming of Jesus. Estamos alistándonos para la venida de Jesús. And that means then that the clothes I wear is not just what's going on on the outside. It's what needs to be going on on the inside. What will you do with Jesus Christ? ¿Qué van a hacer con el Señor Jesús? The, the invitation of Easter Sunday here is to wear new clothes. To wear new clothes by putting on faith and hope and love in Jesus Christ. That's the message that Revelation is giving us here. La invitación del domingo de resurrección es ponernos nueva ropa de fe, amor y esperanza en Jesucristo. That's the good news. And so what we're doing today is we're anticipating Jesus' return tomorrow by participating in his resurrection life today. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Jesus, the morning star, is risen, and God's new eternal day is already here. It's already dawning, and we have to get ready for it. Cristo, la estrella de la mañana ha resucitado, y el nuevo día eterno de Dios ha comenzado. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Creen en eso. If so, then Revelation is saying, join with John. Join with Christians throughout all the ages, past, present, and future, in saying what it says in verse 20. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen just means let it be so. Bring it on. Bring it on. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Que así sea ven, Señor Jesús. Can you say that this morning? Have you trusted in Jesus Christ? Have you embraced him? Are you determined to have your whole life marked by him, your identity, your thoughts, your, your actions, your, your relationships, your life decisions, your, your, your everything, your desires devoted and, and pointed towards him? Are you ready to be dressed with Jesus and that's what you desire? It's not easy, folks. I'm not going to share any sunshine there. It's always, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be difficult days. There's going to be boring days. Same with Jesus as without in that regard, but the difference is where you're heading. ¿A dónde vas? So if you want that new life in Christ, and we can help you with that, I would love to pray with you right now. And here's the invitation that you would stand. If you're wanting to make a new start with Jesus Christ today, you would stand up and simply pray with me. So we're going to close our eyes, and we're going to pray. But if you need to make a special new start with Jesus today, stand up where you are. Resurrection means to stand in the original language of the Bible. Si necesitas un nuevo comienzo, ponte de pie. Stand up. For Jesus, if you need a new start today, if you need to turn away from something in your life and embrace something new in Christ.
And I'm going to pray with us right now. I see people standing, and you can join them. So go ahead and stand up, and we're going to just pray out. Thank you, Jesus. We're not talking to the ceiling right now. We're not talking to the walls, and we're not talking to the sky. We're talking to the risen, real Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that you are alive. Death could not hold you. And where you are, there is no more curse. No sin, no death. Gracias, Señor, que tú eres una persona real y no hablamos a las cuatro paredes, sino hablamos con una, una persona real y viva. And we thank you for this amazing book of Revelation, everything that we've learned in it, both the hard things and the good things, because all of it serves to point us to our need for you. Gracias por este libro, lo que hemos aprendido de Apocalipsis, porque nos señala a ti. I want to pray for each person who is standing up in particular, Lord, that today would be a day of entering into your new day, a new life, new hope, new faith, new love, encouragement. Lord, forgive us for the many times that we sin. Señor, quiero orar para que las personas que se han puesto de pie tengan nueva esperanza y perdónanos a todos por nuestro pecado. Forgive us for the ways that we forget who we are. We wear the junk of this world and we forget that that's not us. Forgive us for temporarily forgetting that it's already daytime. The Son of Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the bright and morning star has risen. Jesús, la estrella de la mañana, ha resucitado. Help us to see you, Jesus, in front of us, to follow you. On this Easter Sunday, we, we're grateful for the day. This day will be over very soon. Este día se va a acabar pronto, but your eternal day will never end. It will never go away. Tu día eterno nunca termina. And so we embrace you and we embrace this heavenly vision. And we pray, sustain us along the way. Help us to have our eyes lifted up to the horizon and to wait for your coming. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Ven, Señor Jesús. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. And amen. Let's sing his praises. Vamos a alabar al Señor.